0: The Alley by Danny Romero. The setting sun casts a growing shadow over the backs of the wooden houses lining the alley between 75th and 76th streets. The yards adjacent either have fences or walls surrounding them. Some are topped with barbed wire. On others, shards of glass ward off would-be trespassers and felons. A skinny young boy dressed in baggy khaki pants and an oversized shirt scrambles desperately across the debris-strewn asphalt. In his frenzy, He almost loses his dark glasses and the woman's purse he has stolen. Behind him comes Cesar Rojas. Cesar has been walking home from the public library when he overhears Mrs. Ramirez's high-pitched voice shrieking, what are you doing? At that, Cesar looks over in her direction and sees the young Cholo stumble for an instant, then regain his footing and head down the alley. Cesar takes off in pursuit instinctively, not allowing himself time to doubt his actions. He runs still carrying a book in his hand it is a large hardbound copy of 1984 by george orwell caesar uses it much as a relay runner uses a baton legs moving in a rhythmic motion arms pumping the book up and down like a piston he is a horse pumping his feet hard into the asphalt step after step trying to reach his target. Two years earlier, as a sophomore, he had been on the track team, but his lackluster performance had left him feeling a more urgent need to get into college rather than running in track meets or relay races. That was the reason he had been spending so much time at the library. His English teacher, Jay Smith, had given Cesar a list of books that he should read, and 1984 was one of them. Now, when Cesar read the newspapers and watched the television news closely, he saw the cheating, lying, murdering, and stealing and the resemblance between his world and that of the main characters in Orwell's novel grew more apparent and frightening. And he wondered what he could do to make this less true. He wondered what he could do to make a difference. The pair crossed Crockett Boulevard and passed the grammar school. Caesar continues his chase of the khaki-clad figure. Plastic bags filled with garbage were flying like grenades back at Caesar. The younger boy grabs them as he passes by and flings them backward into the air. Caesar steps over a used watermelon rind and half a dozen used diapers rotting in the hot sun. The boy in khaki stops and picks up a bottle, turns, and throws it. The angry bottle flies towards Caesar. He sees the bottle, stops just in time, and moves behind a graffiti covered wall as the glass explodes. <laughs> The pair cross Ludillon Avenue and come to the Lozano's yard, a yard that is full of old cars, bushes, and weeds. Another bottle comes sailing past Caesar, narrowly missing his head. The thief has stopped and is hiding in some brush near the Lozano's yard. Caesar proceeds with caution. He notices the heavy traffic on Alameda, thousands of cars speeding north and south. He tries to listen for the thief, the sound of his own heart thumping in his ears. The thief lunges at Caesar from the bushes, this time with a piece of broken bottle in his hand. Caesar quickly raises the book in front of him and deflects the blow. The glass sticks like a knife momentarily in the cover of the book, then is twisted free. Caesar slams the spine of the book onto the face of the other boy with all of his might. The dark glasses go flying. Blood splatters over both boys as Caesar grabs the hand, holding the broken glass, and turns the wrist until the weapon is dropped. The younger boy pulls Caesar's hair and head backwards in an attempt to gain control. Caesar backpedals, brutally knocking both of them to the curb. Caesar turns the boy over. He does not know the boy, but he finds something familiar in his face. He reminds Caesar of the boys he used to know in the neighborhood boys he spent a summer with in this alley more than three years ago. They all walked a thin line between drugs, gangs, and the law. The boys made decisions about right and wrong, for better or worse. The sheriffs, no matter, always held the boys under suspicion because of the color of their skin and the neighborhood they lived in. And more than once, the boys had been lined up with their faces in asphalt and broken glass. The boys were guilty in the sheriff's eyes until proven innocent, and sometimes not even then. He had not seen those boys in a while, Most of them were locked up or dead. No one had ever believed in them. Never given a chance, they lived up to their reputations and became criminals. Caesar unhands the boy and stands. He picks up the purse from the ground nearby. No one was hurt, he thinks, except for the boy. He turns back towards the boy and sees the small figure dodging across traffic on Alameda. Jail will not help this boy, Caesar thought, but perhaps this chance he is given now might. Caesar can think of no better solution.